there is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the twilight zone. We're back. Yes, we're back. Oh, yeah. Purple Pill Show. Your host, Cody. Co-host. It's him. There he is. Purple Pill Podcast. No, no, it's not. It's the Purple Pill. I mean, it is. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't have me doing this. It's Purple Pill Show. The pee show. No, no. <laughs> Don't say that. Okay. Let's go. No more. This is it. What's this episode about? Oh, geez. This episode is called vibration slash frequency sick <laughs> don't laugh <laughs> i wanted to call it vibration but Why i also not? wanted to call it frequency and they're very i mean they're intertwined it's like energy and light yeah and the word and sound <laughs> <laughs> i am <Insatiable. laughs> no 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 no. but seriously it's uh, the title of the episode is called Vibration and frequency. No, no, no. It's called vibration frequency. Okay. That's what it's called. Vibration frequency. And um, the reason we're laughing is because the last episode was supposed to be called, oh God, what was it supposed to be? Energy, light, and the word and vibration and, and vibration frequency. and frequency yeah yeah it was <laughs> and uh, somehow love got pulled in oh yeah so it ended up being oh, called geez. what did it end up being called energy light and love energy and now light we had to separate vibration and frequency yeah so this is like a part two yeah i mean it would be a part two if we had recorded it at the same time the same day but this is like a oh for sure it's been days and here we are yeah i think we'll slay it Regardless, will you turn my uh, <laughs> I like that confidence. Will you turn my volume up for me in my headphones, I appreciate it. Okay, uh, this is the show where we suspend our beliefs on what was and what is, and we use our imagination on what is and what could be, so we can transcend the matrix, hack the 3D, and exit the Truman Show. Uh, eventually i'm ready hopefully <laughs> hopefully <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm so ready too right ready, okay and so i wanted to start it off with um i want to start this off with just letting the listeners uh letting the listeners know like we've been going through these episodes and we've been uh, you know i've been saying in our conversations i'm trying to lay a foundation a groundwork <clears throat> Yeah, that we can jump off of in later episodes, and um, I call this season one, right? And it's supposed to lay the groundwork for the types of terms we use, um, and different analogies, and how we're using scripture currently in order to foreshadow um, later episodes, and how we're gonna we're gonna hopefully um, successfully. Uh, uh, connect science with the teachings of the master 
and teachings across um, all uh, spiritual disciplines. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna marry the two of them. Well, yeah, we've done that. <clears throat> Excuse me. In a last couple of episodes, brought in some some science into the spiritual realm. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So, and we're gonna, and that's <clears throat> and that's where we're gonna keep going. And so this one really gets into that. And uh, it's one of these things where when I had, and it's still ongoing, when I had my supernatural experience with the Holy Spirit, um, which we cover in Origin, Transcend, and some of those early episodes, um, those are those are principles that I can, <clears throat> those are conversations I have with the Spirit within my mind, within myself, right? But there's other knowledge and you can testify to this. There's other knowledge that I know of that I just innately know that holy that the spirit downloaded to me like hardwired. And so when you and I when you and I are outside, we're talking about different things. I will I will expand or explain whether it's numerology or whether it's astrology or whether it is um, you know any any aspect of the uh, universal architecture is what's what I like to call it that that uh, God has set up that anyone can push the buttons. It's just, hopefully it's, you know, right now it's, it's the world that pushes the buttons. The ego pushes the buttons because the ego and, and, and that whole realm that it knows how to, which buttons to push. Yeah. And so now after I had my supernatural experience, you know, I know which bu- buttons to push. And so when you, when you and I are talking, whatever subject comes up, I will make those connections, the cause and effect, like in five, like in our episode Reap five, Right, right. Uh, those different teachings. And so this goes along right with that as far as frequency and vibration, right? So when, um, when the Holy Spirit is, is uh, walking me through the scripture, showing me these different principles, these universal laws, we call them, and what happens if you violate them, right? You, you live in the 3D. You live in, in the world of, uh, of suffering and lack. And um, it's like, a, you know, it's, it's the, what we call it? Wheat world. Weed. Uh, weed world, that's right. Weed world. Weed world. And the, party time. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Or just hellish, you know, hell world. Um, so, as the spirit was telling me how that stuff works, another part of me inside was going, okay, well, you know, and how am I going to give it to the listener? How am I going to impart this, right? Is that for religious people, Christians in particular, scripture will be good enough. However, I have a very analytical mind and I need, and the spirit knows I need to know exactly how it works, right? If I, if yeah. I, if I don't judge a lot of people and, are like that. and I love, I need to know how that works in the material world. And so I innately knew, and I, and, and again, I never looked this stuff up before my supernatural experience. I had no idea about vibration, frequency, uh, how energy works, that we're energy beings and we, uh, uh, there's a exchange of energy with, uh, with two individuals, with, with everything. I mean, whether you, whatever you're touching, whatever you're focusing on. So you're not a physicist. Right. You didn't study science and, and, and to that chemistry degree. And, right. and college. Yeah, I just knew how it all worked. Sure. And so then when I go in to explore, like doing... Uh, uh, doing the show notes, um, you know, uh, getting this episode together. And before, what I innately knew is then shown to me from other 
uh, sources. Spiritual friends. Spiritual friends. That's what you call the spiritual friends. Yes, the spiritual friends. Sure. Uh, also, uh, the science and um, people that have much higher educations than me. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's that synchronization right. that, that, uh, that we talk about. And so that's how you know that it's solid, right? Yeah. It's not just a supernatural experience. You didn't just stumble on this. I mean, I never, I never, right. I didn't just stumble on this randomly. You know, I had the supernatural experience. I know how it works. Then I start in different conversations. I explain these things or I throw these different uh, explanations out that innately you guys, you know, you being my closest friend innately understand. And then you can immediately give me an example from your own life. You did that a ton of times on synchronization on um, energy exchange, yeah. you know, whether a person has a good vibe or a bad vibe, you know, that's, that's a slang terminology, but it turns out it's rooted in truth. Um, because Changing your way of thinking in a particular situation and watching the results just unfold. Right. Like watching that's simultaneously. Like a, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And so, um, so when we, when we, uh, when we tackle this episode today, um, it's going to give you the, the, the how on the, you know, if Jesus says to love your neighbor, and then you do it and you see your life change and, and you feel different and you see the outworld, <clears throat> the outside world change. What happened to make that happen? That's what we're basically going to cover um, today. Now, um, sorry if that was a long winded uh, uh, explanation, but I thought. So, yeah, so we're still in laying the groundwork, right? Season one is just raised basically just the foundation. Yes, this is, you know, is going to be a big part of the foundation. I look at it like I'm looking at blueprints, right? You get like the, the cement, the framing of a structure or house and then you know that'll be your foundation then you can set you know all your other subs on that get the plumbing electrical cabinets you know that's how i look at things my mind (laughs) i can't wait until we so (laughs) yeah so when we get to like season two you're gonna get some like electrical installed you know you'll get some the lights are coming on the The lights lights are gonna come come on and then we're going to have the, the 65 inch on the wall or something. Oh, for sure. And just absolutely just go to the yeah, fiber optic cables everywhere. <laughs> Spiritual fiber optic cables. <laughs> yeah. I'm into yeah. it. No, exactly. So this is still the foundation. And what we're going to do next is I'm going to give you guys a little treat here. Uh, I'm going to play this clip. And um, when I come back, you tell me what it, uh, what it reminds you of. Okay. So just hold on there. I'm going to get this thing uh, prepped. All right. Did everybody um, blow their eardrums on that? No, it wasn't too bad. I hope not. Okay. So what did that sound remind you of? So testing in elementary at Macy school, just putting those brown headphones on. Can you hear this? They just keep going. You know, it's strange. It's like I wouldn't even be in this, you know, uh, what were those? They weren't trucks. They weren't vans. They were... um, modulars modulars on wheels oh yeah it's like you know i wouldn't even be in this modular if i couldn't hear the teacher say let's go (laughs) you know (laughs) so what do you mean can i hear right and then i don't remember like was it the earthquake modular or was it the hearing modular i mean were they all the same do you remember that we went in an earthquake modular too but it never shook and really then my ears rang it was strange anyway uh the first thing I thought of when I heard that 
as I thought of um, the ringing in my ears that happens periodically, um, and it goes along with that saying, uh, whenever someone is thinking of you, that's when your ears ring. Yeah, and it's I've heard pr- that. Right, and then <clears throat> to top it all off, what's funny about that is um, it's actually that was the sound of uh that was that was the frequency of love that you just played yep yep that's love frequency and 528 hertz vibrational healing wow why don't we just play that all the time for the whole in the so, background while we're talking it's, it's for it's a 40 minute on YouTube that you sh- that you can listen to when you're meditating or before you go to sleep or when you start your day after your prayer or whatever you want to do. Um, hey, what if we did that? We just play it in the background, very low, while we're talking, doing our podcast. And we'll just see, we'll check the stats after that. Like We'll do it for like three episodes <laughs> and see if people actually love us. Have you heard those guys? I love those guys. All weird, like all, all you know? That's I funny. love those guys. The I love, love those guys. The lo- the love frequency. <laughs> I oh, didn't man. even know there was one. Yeah, there is. Scientists have uh, have been looking at it. That's the closest they can come to, and and I thought that. The, but then there's synchronization. We can't just. It's not just because scientists say it. It's not just because, you know, YouTube says this is the love frequency. Five. What confirmed it for me was that when I first heard it, I heard the ringing in my ears. Like that is the exact tone. The ringing in my ears happens when quote unquote, someone is thinking of you and it's probably someone that loves you is thinking of you. That's when your ears ring. And so that was, that was the confirmation kind of a synchronization. They're like, what are the chances that this just random sound reminds me? Nothing else has ever reminded me of the ringing in my ears. You know, I'll be driving or whatever and I'll tell the person in my uh, uh, passenger seat, oh, my ears are ringing. My, my left ear is ringing. It's yeah. never both ears, by the way. When this phenomenon happens, when your ears ring. Yeah, it's usually, for me, it's the left. It's the left. Um, I, I tend to think it's my left, too, although I have heard it in my right. But it's happened quite a few times over 46 years. I just gave my age away. Um, but that sound most closely matches that. And whenever I would tell someone my ear was ringing earlier today, it was always a good thing because, uh, you know, uh, my wife will bring up that mom had mentioned me or um, I'll be talking about, oh, I talked to Tim today and then my ear will start, yeah. start to, you know, beep. And I've never been able to uh, give any type of uh, example of what, that lo- of what that sounded like. And then when I just heard that, when I was prepping for the show today, I'm like, wow, there it is. That's the sound. That's so cool. That is the sound. That is the love frequency, isn't it? And so, um, how did they figure out though that that was the frequency of love? I mean, that'd be a whole other show. Okay. They're 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 constantly. Te- I mean, you know what? The tests. If they're given, you know, during COVID, if they're given every household a thousand dollars or twelve hundred bucks or people with five kids two thousand, then they're giving money to everybody and everything at all times. And so, somebody at some college got a grant and. You know, I'm sure they put people down and they play different, <laughs> they play different, uh, vibrate, they play different sure. sounds at different frequencies, whichever ones make your, and then they monitor your brain. So we're actually going to learn about that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we ever get, if we ever get to it, right? 
No, no, no. Um, yeah, we are. And the other thing I wanted to tell everybody Testing was, frequencies. <clears throat> so you and I were in a rock band. Yes. And uh, we always tuned our guitars. Yeah. And um, we never knew. I think Gabe had told this, this before, but um, music is supposed to be tuned to 432 hertz. And um, Tell that to Sonic Youth. Right. In today's world, I'm reading this from Spiritual Friends, in today's wor- world, you'll find that most of the music you hear is generally in a frequency, oh, whoops, pardon me, is generally in a frequency of 440 hertz. So our music that we played was in 440 hertz. It should have been in 432 hertz. Okay. This was the standard tuning set in 1926. This is the frequency at which the instrument's A note is tuned to, and then the rest of the notes are aligned to that frequency. The song is then played and recorded in a 440 hertz frequency. We also pitch our voices to A at 440 in our pianos for for singers. Mm, Gotcha. However, a 440 hertz frequency is not beneficial to our overall health. In fact, 440 hertz frequency is linked to anxiety stress, activates the left side of the brain, which can make us more aggressive, hostile, and antisocial. Before 1926, there was no standard tuning and artists chose what they wanted. There are lots of reasons this standard was made and you can dive into that with your own research. 432 hertz is a very positive frequency for music because this frequency of 432 hertz activates the right side of the brain. 432 hertz is is also more comfortable to the body, thus lowering the heart rate and blood pressure. Now, when all that, um, with all that being said, if I was at 440 hertz on my guitar and you were at 432 hertz on your guitar and we both hit the note A, we wouldn't be able to notice. We would still be able to tune our guitars. Um, so when it says different musicians could have their, um, their frequency at a different rate, matters little to the actual performance because an A is going to be an A. Right, the pitch is different yeah. than the hertz. Right, is what you're exactly. Explaining. Yeah, right, right. Um, and so it would hit. It would. It would affect you at only a subconscious level. Gotcha. That's why there was no standard tuning because you didn't really need one. Because everyone wants to sound good together. It's, you know, musicians want to sound good together. Yeah. So, um, but they made it a point in 1926, like a law, that everyone has to be tuned to 440 hertz, and that's, and and that's the one that you know. Wow. Studies have suggested that isn't the most beneficial. Why not just, and you can read, if you do research this, musicians out there, um, you're going to find out that most of the musicians of the time were at 432 hertz. And so that's our own, uh, you know, personal example of, um, of playing music and being around those, those large amplified vibrations and, uh, you know, I got to say, whether it's 440 hertz or 432 hertz, being in the pocket in a rock band with you um, was amazing, right? I mean, it was just the power of music. Oh, yeah. Incredible. It was the best. It was better than listening to music was actually playing the music. When you're in the pocket, you're not thinking about hertz. That's what I'm <laughs> You're not thinking about anything. That's what I'm saying. You literally <laughs> transcend. I mean, it, it's like, it, was a real, it was a real meditation. Okay. We're going to go um, from there straight into uh, Scientific American. Okay. 
And this is an excellent article. Tim, I will send this over to you. I'll airdrop this to you right now. Um, and so that? you can follow along. Okay, good. It should open up in your browser. Okay, good. Done. All right. So this, um, this article is called The Hippies Were Right. It's all about vibrations, man. A New Theory of Consciousness. December 5th, 2018. Um, it starts off, Why are some things conscious and others apparently not? These questions are all aspects of the ancient mind-body problem, which has resisted a generally satisfying conclusion for thousands of years. The mind-body problem enjoyed a major rebranding over the last two decades and is generally known now as the hard problem of consciousness. After the New York University philosopher David Chalmers coined this term in a now classic 1995 paper. Fast forward to the present era and we can ask ourselves now, did the hippies actually solve this problem? My colleague Jonathan Schooler of the University of California, Santa Barbara, and I think they effectively did with the radical intuition and we know what intuition is, right? That's spirit. Mm-hmm. But the radical spirit, that it's all about vibrations, man. Over the past decade, we have developed a resonance theory of consciousness that suggests that resonance, another word for synchronized vibrations, is at the heart of not only human consciousness, but of physical reality more generally. So how were the hippies? So how were the hippies right? Well, we agree that vibrations, resonance, are the key mechanism behind human consciousness as well as animal consciousness more generally. And as I'll discuss below, that they are the basic mechanism for all physical interactions to occur. All things in our universe are constantly in motion, vibrating. Remember we were saying that. Yeah. Even objects that appear to be stationary are in fact vibrating, oscillating, resonating at various frequencies. Resonance is a type of motion characterized by oscillation between two states. And ultimately, all matter is just vibrations of energy. Uh, All matter is just vibrations of various underlying fields. Okay. And these things that are vibrating are atoms, which are energy. An interesting phenomenon occurs when different vibrating things slash processes come into proximity. They will often start after a little time to vibrate together at the same frequency. They, quote, sync up, quote, unquote sometimes in ways that can seem mysterious. This is described today as the phenomenon of spontaneous self-organization. Examining this phenomenon leads to potentially deep insights about the nature of consciousness and about the universe more generally. All things resonate at certain frequencies. Stephen Strogetz provides various examples from physics, biology, chemistry, and neuroscience to illustrate what he calls sync in his 2003 book called Sync. Fireflies of certain species start flashing their little fires in sync in large gatherings of fireflies in ways that can be difficult to explain under traditional approaches. Large-scale neuron firing can occur in human brains at specific frequencies with with mammalian consciousness thought to be commonly associated with various kinds of neural synchrony. Lasers are produced when photons of the same power and frequency are emitted together. The moon's rotation is exactly synced with its orbit around the earth such that we always see the same face. 
Resonance is a truly universal phenomenon and at the heart of what can sometimes seem like mysterious tendencies toward self-organization, which, I mean, which it is. Um, Okay. Uh, Pascal Frey is a German neurophysiologist with the Ernst Strugman Institute, has explored in his highly cited work over the last two decades the ways in which various electrical patterns, specifically gamma, theta, and beta waves, work together in the brain to produce the various types of human consciousness. These names refer to the speed of electrical oscillations in the various brain regions, as measured by electrodes placed on the outsides of the skull. So theta and beta are significantly slower than the has the different uh, hertz. Uh, I guess I should go. Gamma waves are typically defined as about 30 to 90 cycles per second, per second, which is uh, parentheses hertz. Theta as a four to seven hertz rhythm and beta as 12.5 to 30 hertz. These aren't hard cutoffs. They're rules of thumb and they vary somewhat in different species. So theta and beta are significantly slower than gamma waves, but the three work together to produce or at least facilitate various types of human consciousness. Fries calls his concept communication through coherence, or CTC. For Fries, it's all about neuronal synchronization. Synchronization in terms of shared electrical oscillation rates allows for smooth communication between neurons and groups of neurons. Um, uh, okay. Our resonance theory of consciousness builds upon the work of Fry's and many others in a broader approach that can help to explain not only human and mammalian consciousness, but also consciousness more broadly. We also speculate metaphysically about the nature of consciousness as a more general phenomenon of all matter. Are all things at least a little bit conscious? And I was saying this on That's a previous episode. Like. Yep. I was saying, and I was, remember that hoarder example? Mm-hmm. You know, everything we touch has, we have this energy exchange. Right. We give life to things. And there's a connection. Right. And people want to hold. And, right. Onto those connections. And it's more than just a memory. There's a real connection. Right. Because the thing has, everything has a bit of a conscious. Okay. Are all things at least a little bit conscious? Based on the observed behavior of the entities that surround us, from electrons to atoms to molecules to bacteria to pyramids. Paramecia to mice, bats, rats, etc. All things may be viewed as at least a little conscious. There we go. There That's, we go. And these are one, <laughs> wait. Keep going. This sounds strange. <laughs> the next sentence. This yeah. sounds strange. Scientists it get does all sound tripped strange. out when scientists. It sounds really strange. <laughs> when the, when scientists start getting close to God, things start getting very strange. Yeah. This sounds strange at first. I mean, not to us, but this sounds strange at first blush. But Panpsychism, the view that all matter has some associated consciousness, is, is an increasingly accepted position with respect to the nature of consciousness, a.k.a. 45 years ago, we'd put you in the insane asylum. Turns out you were right. <laughs> the panpsychist argues that consciousness, subjectivity, did not emerge. Rather, it's always associated with matter and vice versa. But mind as associated with most of the matter in our universe is generally very simple. An electron or an atom, for example, enjoy just a tiny amount of consciousness. But as, but as matter com- complexifies, which means, uh, uh, what, what's my word for it? When I say that the 3D is going to move based on what we believe, yeah. you know, it's going to reform itself. Yeah, right. I call that rationalization. Yeah, but as matter, and I knew all that. Remember, and I've said all those things before we're even reading this. How did I've I? I've never know? read this. Right, right, right. I've never heard you read this. Well, thank you. 
<laughs> but as matter co- complexifies, so mind complexifies and vice versa. Vice versa. Wow. Wow. Okay. This is like scientists admitting God is real, but God is within us. It's in our minds, right? Biological organisms have leveraged faster information exchange through various biophysical pathways, including electrical and electrochemical pathways. These faster information flows allow for more macro scale levels of consciousness than would occur in similar scale structures like boulders or a pile of sand, simply because there is significantly greater connectivity and thus more going on, quote unquote. In biological structures than in a boulder or a pile of sand. Boulders and piles of sand only have thermal pathways with very limited bandwidth. I mean, they're talking about our, our, uh, the way we view things like we're a computer now. Boulders and piles of sand are mere aggregates or just collections of more rudimentary conscious entities rather than combinations of micro-conscious entities that combine into a higher level macro-conscious entity, which is the hallmark of biological life. Right. I mean, this is just like uh, what they're saying with the sand and the boulders and stuff. It's like if, if you were to take a thicker gauge wire, like, for instance, the, the wire that goes from the battery of your car to, you know, the brain of your car. Right. It's thicker gauge. Right. I mean, it's really thick. Yeah. But then all the other little ones that go from the stereo to the dome light oh, to yeah. the tail lights, they're all smaller. Oh. I mean, that's how I. Oh, that's how you conceptualize view. this? <laughs> that's Thank how you. I view things. Good. So that's what this is saying, and it makes sense. Yeah, thicker from, gauge wire, you can throw more at it. Right. Through it. You know what I mean? And and basically, the, the way I take it is they're trying to, to make the point in this article is that they're taking the lowest common denominator, a rock or a pile of sand. Sure, sure. And, and, and that has consciousness is what they're telling you. That Therefore, yeah. anything more than that is going to have more consciousness. That, so that's mountain, startling. Like a mountain versus well, I mean, a rock. So they it s- all has consciousness. So if we die and we turn to a pile of dust, sounds like we still have a consciousness according to science. Yeah. Well, I would agree with that. As a matter of fact, I would, I would, uh, I would say we have a lot more than that. But the fact that they, okay, look, from a scientist's point of view, they don't believe in God, right? So if a pile of dust, a pile of sand has a consciousness, then that explores the idea of, of, of an afterlife. Does your consciousness, any ash, ash would have consciousness, right? So they're right. So something that burned down a hundred years ago. And this is just like dust from a rock. Imagine if it was dust from your brain. Would that have a higher, according to their little calculations? I'm sure it would. Which just leads to more <laughs> of this idea of spirit. Right, right. Being that there's just a little bit left in the dust. But of course, our consciousness is forever, as, as the master has demonstrated. And yes. other spiritual uh, disciplines. Okay. Um, According, the type of communication between resonating structures is key for consciousness to expand beyond the rudimentary type of consciousness that we expect to occur in more basic physical structures. Okay. The central thesis of our approach is this. The particular linkages that allow for macro consciousness to occur result from a shared resonance among many micro conscious constituents. The speed of the resonant waves that are present is the limiting factor that determines the size of each conscious entity. There we go. So that's why the fly can't be more conscious than you and me just because their whole their whole being i mean according to scientists their whole being is only wrapped up there's only so far you can vibrate the the speed of the resonant waves are right. limited determining by the size based right? on the size yeah 
As a shared resonance expands to more and more constituents, the particular conscious entity grows larger and more complex. So the shared resonance in a human brain that achieves gamma synchrony, for example, includes a far large number of neurons and neural connections than is the case for beta or theta rhythms alone. It's resonating structures all the way down and up. Our resonance theory of consciousness attempts to provide a unified framework that includes neuroscience and the study of human consciousness, but also more fundamental questions of neurobiology and biophysics. It gets to the heart of the differences that matter uh, when it comes to consciousness and the evolution of physical systems. It is all about vibrations, but it's also about the type of vibrations, and most importantly, about shared vibrations. Oh. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, man. Shared there vibrations. There it is. Our shared vibrations. So maybe that's why we need to love our neighbor. Yeah. Because there's oh, a shared sure. vibration. I mean, this is it. Okay. The master tells us in plain terms, that's not good enough. We can't believe it. Here you go, bro. It's all about the vibrations and it's all about the type of vibrations. And most importantly about shared, shared vibrations, vibrations, according to scientific American. Well, that was uh that was like that episode we did with the Joe Dispenza article where they were collectively gathering. Oh yeah, right? we, we dipped a toe in the water when we married science uh, back then. Yeah, yeah, we're um, um, we're gonna get to it a little. I think we're gonna get to that today a little bit. Where um, collective beliefs, collect, collective beliefs amongst the observer mm-hmm. create the reality. Right. That's the that's the we're gonna. I think I have it in here. I do have it in here. So we're gonna get to it. Um, let's go into, uh, you have, um, let's go ahead and go into, um, so we got the, the frequency, that one was really frequency, um, and, and vibration. Let's go more into vibration with, um, the doctor, the Japanese, uh, Japanese, uh, scientist. Yeah. He's a doctor. Yeah. Masiro Emoto. Are you going to read the one from the show notes? Or I can, I can pull yeah, it. I, I'll read this one. I'll read this one, and then you, you pull something. So Masuro Omoto was a Japanese businessman, author, and pseudoscientist who claimed that human consciousness could affect the molecular structure of water. Yeah, so okay. through this the... 2004 book, The Hidden Messages in Water, was a bestseller, New York Times all right, bestseller. Let me, let, me, let me throw this in here. Through the 1990s, Dr. Masaru Emoto performed a series of experiments observing the physical effect of words, prayers, music, and environment on the crystalline structure of water. Emoto hired, a, hired photographers to take pictures of water after being exposed to the different variables and subsequently frozen so that they would form crystalline structures. The results were nothing short of remarkable. And then we there's pictures here um, of a uh, of water. Yep, under thank you, it's just beautiful, like sacred geometry type stuff. And then there's um, love and, and appreciation looks like a the biggest wedding ring you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and then um, the water molecule after prayer looks like a better than uh, any snowflake you've ever seen under a microscope. And then it also has uh, you make me sick, some negative words. You make me sick looks like the cover of a uh, of a uh, Slayer album. 
<laughs> and then uh, the water molecule before prayer just looks like um, a lifeless uh, blob. Wow. And so... So do you want to go into how music affects? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, Dr. Emoto also studied how sound affects water. The Emoto music studies demonstrate how certain types of sound, like classical music, generate beautiful crystalline patterns, while heavy metal music generally uh, generate ugly and distorted crystalline Nothing against formation. heavy metal music. I'm a big fan. We just referenced Slayer, and we're going to go see Gojira, so we're... <laughs> We're all about the metal. Right. Just got to change the hertz. <laughs> all right. Um, in the images below, you see the formation resulting from water being exposed to Mozart Symphony Number no. 40. And uh, what water crystal image looks like after listening to heavy metal music. And it's basically just a, a beautiful snowflake versus, a, I don't know, it looks like a puddle that's just being rained on. Really? <laughs> just yeah, a lot right. of vibrations. Right. Um, so uh, Dr. Emoto put water as a con living consciousness on the map for the scientific world. He showed us how water is an energy capable of more than we ever imagined. The power human thoughts, sounds, and intentions has to strengthen and disempower is one of the greatest discoveries of our time. Right. So if, if these words and, um, and also, you know, this experiment has been done with just the written word as well the, on the plant experiment, you know, they had the two different plants, one in a jar with a bunch of negative words and one in a jar with a bunch of positive words. And the one in the positive words just flourished and the one in the, in the with the negative words died mm -hmm. with the same amount of water, same amount of food, everything. Um, and so, what this says is that if our words, based on the vibration and frequency, right? So we know that words have power. The master teaches us, right? Yeah. And to watch what we say, right? But why? That's what people want to know. Well, this is freaking why right here. Right. Because it affects you because uh, water makes up 60 to 75% of the human body. A loss yeah. of just 4% of total body water leads to dehydration and a loss of 15% can be fatal. Okay, so... So the frequency, the pitch, the emotion behind The anything, intention. Yeah, anything that you say. Right, affects, affects others. Affects the surroundings. Everything. It affects... We learned from the previous article, it can, affects, it can affect, you know, matter. And in this one, we learned that it directly affects it and look what it shows you. So based on that, like even, okay, say you're yelling at someone, right? You get an altercation mm -hmm. wherever at the gas station, who cares? But there's other people around that are pumping gas next to you. They're not even part of that, but they feel that vibe. They definitely feel that vibe. Oh yeah. You can't help. As a matter of fact, they hear it and feel it. I was at the gas station a couple of weeks ago. Someone was having an altercation and uh, I immediately said, you know what? Instead of paying at the pump, I think I'm just going to go pay inside. I went to go pay inside and I started talking. Uh, I started talking to the cashier and there's some people behind me in line right. and the cashier wasn't checking me out. And I'm like, Hey, what's the, what's the deal? What's going on over here? And she's, 
and the the cashier was telling me, oh, I've, you know, explaining the altercation. And then a couple of the people behind me were like, oh yeah, I saw this, that, and the other thing happen. So, but none of us were getting checked out. And none of us were about to walk out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, two two big dudes were out there yelling at each other. And um, but we were affected in a negative way. We started, I mean, our minds just started. You know, going, just taking off and different, what could happen? Does someone have a knife? Does someone have a gun? Does someone, I mean, it's just, so yeah, it affects those two directly, the ones that are fighting. Then it affected all of us, just like you were saying. Yeah, for me, it's, I was tripping out on, on, on just feeling it because based on what he just said with the water and your body being, what, how much, 60, 70% water? Like, you know how, like, you ever, you just walk into some place and you're just like, man, you're not feeling the vibe. Like, I don't feel this. Vibe. You're not feeling the vibe, right? the vibration. Yeah. And which means you are feeling it and you're feeling that it's coming at you and it's extremely low. And and no matter what it is, I mean, it could just be, Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like it's a frequency of the room. Yeah. You know? No, not only that, let's say the fight was just happened. And right, then the people right. just left. You right, walk right, in right. and know that some, you don't some shit fight, went down. But you know something's going on. You know on something went down. Because you're feeling a vibe. And a lot of times you'll ask the cashier or wherever, or the, what employee, hey, well, is everything okay? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Just you'll instinctively oh, know. You weren't here? Well, guess what? Some guy just got his head blown off. Yeah, or, or whatever. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I know. The guy just you know, wanted to rob me or something. Um, water supports cellular structure. Water also has an important structure role in biology. Um, visually water fills cells to help maintain shape and structure. Did you know that? No. Water fills your cells to help maintain shape and structure. The water inside many cells, including those that make up the human body, creates pressure that, ex- that opposes external forces, similar to putting air in a balloon. However, however, even some plants, which can maintain their cell structure without water, still require water to survive. Water allows everything inside cells to have the right shape at the molecular level. As shape is critical for biochemical processes, this is also one of the water's most important. This is also one of water's most important roles. Okay, so if it's going inside of our cells and we start f bombing somebody that just cut us off, what are we doing to the water in those cells, bro? Are we looking like the cover of a Slayer record? <laughs> you're transforming the water. You're transforming That's the. What you're transforming yourself. You're transforming yourself into a. Into the cover of a Slayer record? That doesn't sound too bad. No, I'm just kidding. But but seriously, something... You, quit acting ugly. I remember my old... Uh, one of my, my Mama T from... Uh, originally from Arkansas used to say, Cody, oh, quit true. acting ugly. Really? Now I know what she means. Wow. You're, you, you, you say these things and then you actually become ugly. You know? Yeah. Sign, you, you based the, on science. You ever see the court the court shows and you see like the, the serial killers on there on trial or whatever and they're taking them away to... He always has the like reddish eye. Like I'm not kidding. Like sunken in. I mean, like their molecular structures changed because of all of the hate that they've put themselves through. Yeah. And others. Is that why all the bailiffs and everybody looks all bummed out in court too? The only one that looks happy is the um, is the prosecuting attorneys and the judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. Um, this is this is nuts, right? Okay, good. We did that. Now we're going to go over to um, the love vibration, right? Let's do that. But wait, wait, wait. There was one other one, though. Wait. Okay. Yeah, we'll go to love. All right. 
Um, everything is energy. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but getting but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. Albert Einstein. The love vibration encompasses all. Living within the love vibration is beneficial for all. Yet it can be easier said than done, as we know, right, Tom? Yeah. The vibration of love is the way in which we should live our lives, a state of being. It is a higher frequency that by the facilitation of the laws of the universe, you give off and then you vibrate at a certain frequency and you receive those same type of vibrations, same type of experiences. If you raise your vibration to be fully invested in love, you yourself will vibrate at a higher vibration. It is saturated with positivity and inner peace. Love is the highest vibration in the universe because it is the ultimate uplifting feeling. Isn't that true? I agree with that. Love is the ultimate uplifting feeling. Different types of love too, right? I have a, a different love for my dad at the ball game than I do for hanging out with you in our teenage years or being in the band than I do for my wife. But they're all bring me so much happiness. And my kids, they're different types of love. Yeah. Like different colors. Oh, for sure. But they all are the most up. If you think of just right now, like what is the best moments of your life? You'll think of love moments, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of them. <laughs> so all of our best moments. moments are love moments? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's you know, cool. I don't know. I mean, that's that's why it's important to stay grateful, I think. You know, make gratitude lists because, you know, I that's something I do personally um, and, and, and in my prayers and stuff. You know, I just, I'm, cool I'm grateful for so many things and, and, and specific people in my life. And it just, I don't know, you know, it just amplifies with love, really. Okay, so what is, you know, these gratitude lists, and, and some people, some listeners might think, well, you know, sounds sounds sweet, but it's something that I don't do because it, whether they feel that it's a feminine thing or whether they feel it's a new agey thing or whether they feel it's whatever it is. But right. the real truth in the matter is, when you're able to look at something, why do we hang pictures on our walls, beautiful pictures on our walls, right? Why do we read scripture? And why do we talk to our friends? It makes us feel a certain way, right? And so if you have a lot of things you have to be grateful for, it's one thing to just remember them, right? right. It's another thing to write them down yeah. and then look at them in the morning or night, whenever you want. And then it comes to the forefront. You don't have to use that brain power to think of them anymore and then maybe miss one or, or not, but probably so, right? But when you're in the moment and you wrote them all down and then as you go along, you write even more on it, it's just a nice thing to look at. I mean, it's just staring you straight in the face. So, yeah, so, yeah. so that's why you write it down. You write it down so you can't think of anything else because when you're looking at something, that's what you're doing. You understand? Yeah. When you're looking at something, that's what you're doing. 
When you're watching a movie, that's what you're doing. You're not thinking about your job. That's why people say, I need to sit down and escape, whether it's a movie or it's whether it's music or whether it's reading a book or whether it's meditating, okay? Same thing with this gratitude list, right? You look at it and it's in front of you and that's what you're doing now. Instead of, uh, I'm grateful for, and then your phone rings, right? You can't yeah. do that with gratitude list. Doesn't matter what's ringing. You're looking at the freaking gratitude list <laughs> and what you're right. grateful for is right the fuck on there. So that's what a gratitude list is for you guys. You know, it's, it's more powerful. Yeah, it's more powerful. It amplifies. So you don't forget. And so, you know, it's like um, uh, uh, you're multitasking at work. Okay, you finish one. Th- you need three different things to complete a project. Okay, one out of the three is complete. What do you do? You put it over here on the shelf, right? And then you complete the second thing. Then you put that over on the shelf, right? And then you complete the third thing. And you leave that one on your desk and you bring the two on the shelf and you bring it over, right? And, and now your project's done. Well, it's the same thing here with, with the gratitude list and the meditation and then the scripture, okay? Once your gratitude list is pretty much uh, uh, complete, although more gratitude, but either way, once it's comprehensive, okay? And then you have your meditation that you like to do, which you pray during that as well, right? Or you have your meditation which you do your visualization and then you have the prayer, all three of them together instead of just trying to figure it out every single morning. That's too, you know, you're not going to do it eventually. Oh, I've got to do my, what am I grateful for? Oh, yeah. what am I going to pray for? Oh, wait. And that's why, you know, and what am I going to meditate? You know, so that's why you make these lists. That's why you have prayer lists, gratitude lists, um, visualization lists. I mean, the power, right? What did the Lord say? The scripture about our eyes. Um, the, the eyes is the gateway to the soul mm-hmm. or the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you want to gaze upon, upon these things. Cause it makes it even that much more powerful because it's, it'll get that emotion going. Right. And you have to have the, you have to have the thought with the emotion, uh, AKA the intention in your heart. Right. And then you have to speak it or do it. That's the way it works. So I just wanted to back you up on that. Yeah. And I, I do want to say this people that if there's anyone out there that's having a hard time figuring out you know things that they're grateful for <laughs> i was uh, i was over at my daughter's earlier tonight and, and and we were talking about hearing uh something right and i was like oh no i she's like you can't hear you know you're getting old your hearing's going on i was like no you know a lot of my things are going my vision's not so great but my hearing i can still hear it i can really hear it and i'm so grateful for that i'm so grateful i have my hearing um, it's so funny you mentioned that. Do you remember? Okay, of course you do because we always talk about it. We're in the rock band for a long time. Ten years we're in the rock band together, right? Yeah. And do we ever use um, uh, protection for our hearing? I've never used No, it. we never used it. Okay. And, and that's why I'm so grateful. I know, I know. But, but, right <laughs> but my point is this. When we were going through it, it never occurred to us we ever would lose our hearing or have hearing problems. Never no, occurred to us. Never. Then if an article would pop up, and it would say something like this, we would strictly, we never internalized it and believed it. What did we believe? We believed the exact opposite, that our hearing would be the same or better. And it's it's literally the same. It and is. And we're talking, maybe we shouldn't say it out loud, but since it's just you and I, you know, I mean, we're talking, so how many concerts have we been to? Thousands. Too many. I don't know. Right. Maybe, yes. <laughs> and then how many have we played? Right with 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 no hearing. I mean, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. So, um, how to tune in? How to raise your love vibration to a higher level? One, 
Gratitude. There it is, dude. This is from Spiritual Friends. Gratitude. Gratitude is the best attitude. Oh, there we go. We've said that in previous episodes. If you practice being grateful for even just the smallest things in life, you will raise your vibration. One of the greatest life lessons you can learn in order to live imbued with positive energy, just like your grandpa always said, positive thinking, Cody. Mm -hmm. Take a moment to think of all that you have to appreciate and be grateful for, starting with the smallest, like your breath and your heartbeat, less obvious things that we usually take for granted. Beauty is all around us. Heaven is all around you and within you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just have to stop and appreciate it. Okay, number two, compassion. Being aware of other human beings' feelings and needs and acting in such a way to help achieve them. Oh, loving your neighbor, you say? This does not mean that you must go out and fulfill other people's dreams for them. It means you can empathize with them during your interactions or you practice forgiveness when necessary and no judgment. Um, You can make other people feel better, bring a smile to their face by carrying out random acts of kindness. There we go. Without expecting anything in return. Even thoughts matter Mm -hmm. in that regard. Everyone likes to feel cared for. As if they matter. Oh, number three, meditation and prayer. Raising your vibration doesn't just happen overnight. Some effort is needed in order to attain your goals. By training your mind to be present with meditation, the stronger you will resonate with that feeling. Practice positive prayers and that will raise your vibration. Number four, acceptance and unconditional love. You don't say. So, so far, we've got love God with gratitude, right? Thanks for yeah. thanks for being born. Thanks for. We've got compassion, which is love thy neighbor. And then we have uh, meditation or prayer, loving God again, right? Going within, loving yourself. And then we have acceptance, acceptance. and acceptance and unconditional love is no judgment. Yeah, no judgment. There, there it is. I mean, Letting go of certain situations, emotions, or people can be one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, like the government or politicians you don't like or different groups you think you hate or different races you think you are, different countries you think you hate. It's all BS. Allowing your ego, oh, what's that? So Holy Spirit told me that, you know, the enemy is the uh, the accuser or the ego. The ego. And I had no, that was a total revelation, remember to me? Yeah. And I was blown away. And then go to explore and lo and behold, in the in different spiritual disciplines, ego is the is the enemy. Allowing your ego to hold on to negative thoughts and feelings like jealousy, pride, or contempt will affect your well being. You don't say. You mean like uh, you mean like uh, the water uh, uh, the yeah. water experiment we just we just talked about. Yeah, loving with conditions isn't truly divine love. It's tainted with judgments. Ooh, no matter how small, by accepting the, no matter how small, that is freaking absolutely true. By accepting that which you cannot control and letting go of preconceived ideas, you'll be more capable of unconditional love. Joy and laughter. Taking care of your physical body. Yeah, that definitely plays a role. On multiple levels, right? Actually feeling good, okay. But also... If you're, you know, if you're obese or if you're, um, if you're uh, lackadaisical, lazy, um, if you're too skinny, you know, the too skinny people that think they're too skinny or whatever, or you, you lost your legs, you can't, you know, for whatever reason you have negative self-talk regarding your body. Sure. It's not going to help at all. So you got to take care of what you got in the best way you can, you know, especially here in California. (sighs) Um, 
you feel better about yourself in so many ways and your body feels better. But I wanted to get to that. um, uh, I wanted to uh, just kind of go off on this a bit here. Um, You know what? I'll say that for later because uh, it's getting late. 55. I've only got a few more minutes before Tim just absolutely. Oh, let's wrap it up. I got something to close this out. It's pretty cuts sick. Cuts me off at the knees. I've been waiting. <laughs> um, hold on here. I'm Let setting me just... the curtains on fire. Uh, but I was just about to get into how the human body creates electric man- electromagnetic fields. Are you gonna t- <laughs> Gosh dang it, dude. We'll have to do a part two. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Send us home. Really? Yeah. I have no choice. You're the producer. Well, let's wrap it. You can wrap it up. I'm going to cue this up. You're going to cue it up? Yeah. What do you mean? You're going to play something? Yeah, I wanted to play a song real quick. Okay. All right. Um, okay. What I'm going to do, let's go. Uh, oh, I wanted to do this. Um, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Nikola Tesla. Although modern scientists are just now beginning to understand this quote from Tesla, ancient civilizations around the world had known of the power of sound, frequency, and vibration for thousands of years. In the essence of all religions and spiritual teachings, we can find how the ancients used the power of the words. This power has been utilized in the forms of prayers for Christians and Muslims, mantras for Hindus and Buddhists, and chants for the shamanic traditions. All of this shows us how words and vibrations have an immense power which the ancients often utilized and used for many purposes. And that's just a, um, that's just a teaser for the next episode. <laughs> you got a queued up? I love teasers for episodes. Uh, yeah. I just want to close it with this song, man, real quick. Do it. Good yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. We love you. Yeah, it was a good show. Let's do it. Bye-bye. See ya.